this is the Corner to Calm podcast. In 2017, I realized my personal life was completely at odds with my professional life. I am now on a journey to speak with entrepreneurs, community leaders, and beyond to discover what motivated them to make the change, what motivated them to move from corporate to calm. Hey there, you are very welcome to this extra episode of Corporate to Calm. Um, It comes with a little bit of a trigger warning, but I thought I'd speak solely this time around just to share with you, I suppose, one aspect of my journey to Corporate to Calm and what led me here. Um, This week is all about um, baby loss and shining a light for those that were never born. And I'm going to talk about it in the I and the me. Um, We did experience it, um, myself and my partner, but um, I'm going to talk about me as opposed to we, but obviously it was a we that experienced it. Um, I went through IVF back in 2013 after three years, maybe two, three years of trying to have children. Um, we got married in 2009. I am quite a liberal person but this is one area of my life where I have been quite conventional where I got married and had my kids when I got married or wanted to have my kids when I got married that is down to my insecurities I suppose more than anything else it's reflective of where I came from Um. We probably seriously started trying for kids in about 2010. We went to our GP. I went to my GP. We went to our, we actually, I know I've said I, but we did all of it together. He he was at every um, appointment. So I went to our GP. She was very good in fairness. She referred to us pretty much straight away. We were referred to a hospital, of which I'm not going to even discuss because um, I'm still trying to forgive that hospital. It was the normal reaction from everybody. Every fecker had an opinion about relaxing and it'll happen. And to be honest with you, every fecker didn't realise how close they came to getting stabbed in the eye as I said our GP referred us on to a clinic and as I walked into the clinic I couldn't help but feel the looming Catholic ethos within the hospital there were statues everywhere which was like ugh Um, We were there for 
over a year before they agreed we could do IVF testing this medication that to be honest at that stage our physical interaction was merely functional it wasn't enjoyable um, on either part it was just ticking a box to get a job done I was attending one of the top consultants in the country I never really understood what was wrong but it was alluded to that it was my problem and I was the one that was causing the issues. We did the whole process. Tummy becomes, I don't even know what it becomes. It's just you're finding space every night to, or every day, multiple times a day, to inject yourself in your tummy, in your legs. Um, my partner lost all shame too. And the fear of failure was always there. Why isn't my body working? What's going on? Um, so we did proceed with IVF. I went under the knife. We harvested eggs. They were mixed with a donation from my husband from a cup. Then they were implanted after waiting to see if they were viable. So they mix them together and then they check the viability for days. So you have that wait. And then we implanted and we were advised to implant one of the two eggs that we had. And we listened to the doctors. And we had that two week wait. I was very lucky that I had a colleague who was going through a two week wait too. And in such a small office that was such a blessing to have the longest two weeks of my life but not quite two weeks because 10 days into that two weeks I got my period and I got my period in work before a really important meeting I rang the hospital still not realizing I don't know did I think this was part of the process I wasn't did I listen to instructions I don't know did they tell me that I could just get my period I rang the hospital and they were so blasé oh yeah that happens sorry didn't work I was like what um yeah, yeah, you can just get your period. Like, that just means the egg hasn't taken. Sorry about that now. Sure, sure, we'll try again. Better luck next time. Heartbroken. 
Um, that was at 3.30. I was crying in an office. Eyes swollen. Meeting to go to. And just nowhere to go. No support except for that one person in the office that you confide in and they're just so upset for you and then probably thinking, oh God, I hope it doesn't happen to me as well, you know. That was in the February. Um, so we had one more egg and we decided that in June we'd go for it again. So, by the way, I admire anybody that does this multiple times because it's it's such an ordeal on your emotional and physical well-being. We went through the process again, obviously not the harvesting process, but um, the egg went in. The egg went in and the nurse said to me, relax now, go on home and have a glass of wine. I was fucking disgusted by that. I was like, you think I have come through the last three years to go home and have a fucking glass of wine while I'm trying to grow a child inside me? Is that what you think? Or not even grow a child, attach a fucking embryo. Anyway, that was that was the, the reaction, the the attitude of this particular place. Um, two weeks wait again, longest two weeks ever, and lo and behold, a positive test. I was pregnant. We were pregnant. I'll say we now. We were pregnant. Um. It was absolutely amazing. Got bloods done to confirm it. And oh, never felt so happy. Felt like my body worked. Felt like I had achieved the goal of any woman in life, which is really fucking pathetic in fairness. Like, I mean, not everybody has that goal. But I was like, woohoo. Um, we had a scan at eight weeks and we were so thrilled that day. We were going to a friend's house that night. We were going to tell them. It was just going to be so amazing. And we went in for the scan and the doctor looked at the monitor and just kept looking and she called for somebody else and they just told us that there was no heartbeat um Jesus we were devastated was just one of the hardest 
if not probably the hardest day of, of my life anyway. Um, we were to go to friend's house and we just we chatted about it and we said we'll still go because they were really good friends and I, we knew we could find solace there and maybe pick our spirits up. And we went and another couple arrived and they announced that they were pregnant. <laughs> and I lost my shit. I went to the bathroom and I cried and I was really angry and for about 10 minutes I just fucking hated everybody. Hated everybody. And I'll never forget my friend who was her house and she came up and and she was the best friend I've ever had and needed in that situation. And she had a word with me and it worked. I came downstairs, I congratulated the couple and we had a lovely night. The next week we had to go another again the following Friday just to double check the little fucker wasn't hiding somewhere in my womb. <laughs> um, we went in to this clinic and the receptionist congratulated us on our pregnancy and I thought my husband was going to murder her <laughs> he went crazy and he just was like you really should check who's coming in for appointments because we're coming in to double check check that our baby isn't there and you're congratulating us on having a baby. So that was June, July 2013. And um, every so often then I would get drunk and I'd tell my husband that he should go off and find somebody that could give him kids and I suppose it was me trying to build a bridge and get over it and anyway he stayed luckily enough so we decided to go again but we changed the clinics. And I will happily tell you that we moved to Sims in Klonsky, which was just a breath of fresh air. It was, I suppose, for me, I just needed the emotion taken out of it, that it was a process, that it was functional. That it was like a business transaction. That that was how I needed to view this. So I got my records from 
the other establishment. And we moved clinics. And the first time I went in and I went, uh, met the doctor, she was like, um, Dr. Luda Chakrabat. She is like the most amazing woman. Um, she was like, yep, yeah, I'll get you pregnant. Yep. Yeah. Oh my God. The positivity was off the charts, like off the charts. She went through the records with a fine tooth comb. She asked my husband, where was his mobile phone at the moment? And he was like in his pocket, she's like, get it out of your pocket. Your mobile phone doesn't belong in your pocket. Your swimmers are good, but they're not freaking great. Are you still drinking caffeine? He said, yeah. He's, she's like, why is your wife off caffeine two years and you're drinking caffeine? And for the first time, I felt that it wasn't just my problem. That it was our problem. And whether that was a psychological ploy by her or, but it really, really worked. And there was such positivity in the room. I met her on the 4th of December and we had a scan straight away. And she explained to me what was going on with my body that the other place couldn't explain. Um, first of all, they had frozen the strongest egg, which reduced our chances of conception straight away. Second of all, we should have used both eggs in the first round and not bothered for a second go. She was so angry reading the notes, so angry. And even though I was having a period very regularly, every month, I wasn't ovulating and that was what the problem was. She was like, yeah, you're going through the physical action of sex, every three days, every whatever. But guess what? There's no fucking egg there to ovulate. So she was basically saying that. I still, I'm not, science isn't my thing. I don't understand. But she, she was very clear. So at that scan, my miscarriage hadn't cleared. That was six months later. They had given me two pills to take, sent me on my way. And she said that there was still, for want of a better word, debris there. Um, which is infuriating. She sent me for a procedure called a hysteroscopy, his, excuse me, a hysteroscopy, which is um, basically scraping the womb. 
Um, I think I was one of the last patients in Mount Carmel. Um, my 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 procedure was the week that Mount Carmel closed. Um, I had my procedure on January the 6th or the 4th. Isn't it funny? I can't remember the dates. I think it was the 6th. It could have been the 4th. Um, and we were pregnant by the 13th of February. Which was bizarre. Like... I had this procedure and six weeks later we were pregnant. A trip to Monarch and that was it. We went back to the clinic and we paid for what was called, I can't remember the pack, it was like, I can't remember what it was called, but in my eyes it was like the protection package. And they did blood straight away to confirm the pregnancy and I had to inject myself for eight or 12 weeks of the pregnancy. I know I definitely had to use pessaries. So their um, cream in the vagina twice a day. And this was all about avoiding miscarriage and pregnancy protection, which I cannot understand why this isn't on the frickin HSE like to be honest with you I did the exact same on my second pregnancy yes I did get pregnant again um, so for 12 weeks Sims Clinic protected me and protected my unborn little baby our due date was the 13th of February 2013 and our conception date was the 13th of February 2013. I'm a cynic at heart, my friends will readily agree with that, but you cannot be a cynic with those dates. It's not coincidence, it's fate. All I know is that our daughter was conceived naturally in Monart <laughs> in, in February 13th, 2013. And that date brings such mixed emotions because if we had our first little baby, our little Lucy wouldn't be here. It really just brings me such comfort and peace to know that we were looked after by an amazing institute and by some sort of force guiding Lucy to us on the same date that our lovely little never born would have been. Thank you so much for listening. Please reach out if anything resonates or you have any questions or because you're not alone. 
loads of people are going through what you are going through. You just have to start talking about it. And remember, although we have to start talking about it, never ask somebody why they haven't had kids yet. Never ask somebody, are they having kids? Never ask somebody why they don't want kids. Thank you so much for listening to this short and bittersweet little insight into one of my whys and one of my reasons to embark on my corporate to calm journey. Like I say, please get in touch with any questions that you have. Take care and thank you. Thank you for listening to the Corporate to Calm podcast. Please subscribe, leave a nice review, or simply come back and listen to us next time. I'm Linda Monaghan, motivating you to make that leap from corporate to calm. <laughs>